Welcome to the inaugural episode of The Common Share, a podcast about the opportunities and challenges of developing cooperative businesses. The Common Share is produced by Cooperatives First, a business development firm increasing awareness and understanding of the co-op business model and supporting cooperative business development in rural and Indigenous communities across Western Canada. For a background around co-ops and a better way to do business, visit our website, cooperativesfirst.com. That's cooperativesfirst, all one word, dot com. The site has lots of great business development tools and resources for groups forming new ventures. I'm Asa Marshall, and today I have Kyle White in the studio with me. Kyle is Cooperatives First Education and Engagement Lead. Uh, So Kyle, what does an Education and Engagement Lead do? Can you define that role for us? What do I do, generally speaking, is Mm -hmm. really awesome things. Um, But I guess, in a nutshell, I kind of lead a lot of Cooperatives First's education work delivery of a lot of our workshops and creation of a lot of our tools. I manage our content for our forthcoming co-op creator. And on the engagement side, I do a lot of things with our engagement team, um, engaging communities, uh, which is a lot of our development work. So our four service areas are the Inspire, Explore, Create, and Thrive. Our engagement team carries out a lot of the services that we offer to communities working through those processes. Okay, well, there's a couple things there um, I'd like you to unpack. One, you mentioned a co-op creator. What is that going to be? The co-op creator, it's going to be a really great online resource library. It'll be a one-stop shop for tools and resources for groups that are in the process of setting up their own cooperative business. It'll provide them with all the tools they need right from the idea stage, where you're talking about an opportunity and determining what kind of business would be a good fit for this right through to incorporating that business, writing your bylaws, filing those articles of incorporation, creating policies into its thriving stages with resources and tools for boards and ways to engage staff or members. Great. And it sounds like those align with the four stages that you you talked about as far as what our services are. Absolutely. Yeah, our inspire, explore, create, and thrive. Those are services that we borrowed from the Plunkett Foundation, based out of the UK, um, and it really kind of mirrors the, the stages that you work through when you're setting up a cooperative business. Great. Um, so what's your favorite thing about your job? It has to be working with people, without a doubt, both in terms of our, our awesome staff, but also working with a very wide array of characters um, in communities, everything from elected officials to business leaders volunteers to government officials. You work with quite a selection of folks um, in this sort of job and meeting people from coast to coast to coast is definitely one of the best parts of this job. Can you talk a bit more about how your role fits into what Cooperatives First does as an organization? For sure. So Cooperatives First is mandated to raise awareness of the cooperative business model and to help groups um, start new co-ops. In many ways, that's what my job's all about. Um, From an engagement perspective, um, we work regularly with groups in that development process, working in one-on-one engagement scenarios. And then from an engagement perspective, I really try to focus on, you know, getting out there, raising awareness of cooperatives, often working with new audiences who maybe haven't been exposed to cooperatives in the past, whether that's economic developers working hard to create opportunities in their communities or business leaders who are well-versed in practices of business, but maybe haven't encountered or worked with cooperatives before. uh, A lot of our educational tools and resources are oriented towards those new audiences, whether it's our Creating Connections workshop, which is designed to help people that work with 
groups, adding cooperatives maybe to their toolkit, uh, to our governance course, which is catered towards cooperatives. And a lot of the case studies focus on cooperatives, but it's really useful for anyone who is involved in the decision-making process within an organization. Great. So what is it about co-ops that's important to rural and Indigenous communities and economies? I get asked that question quite a bit, both from why do I work on co-ops to why should we care about co-ops, um, right through to why rural and Indigenous and why co-ops. And I, I really think that a lot of the issues or challenges that have cropped up in rural and Indigenous Canada could be answered by co-ops, or rethinking at least, how we approach problems and challenges thinking maybe a little bit less about what's missing from our community and how this is an unfortunate situation to reframing that and saying this isn't necessarily a problem it's an opportunity for us to work together and build capacity in the community and create a business together we've encountered communities that are food insecure and lack the ability to access the services they need and when we work with them very quickly you realize that they have everything they need to respond to this challenge. Uh, they just need to think about how they can better work together to get a new asset in town and access those services. So how did Cooperatives First end up focused on these particular communities? Well, that really speaks back to how Cooperatives First came about. And uh, Cooperatives First really emerged from a research project that was hosted at the University of Saskatchewan called the Cooperative Innovation Project. And all of the resources and publications that came from that project are available online. But the Cooperative Innovation Project, which was funded by Federated Co-op, looked at if the cooperative business model was still relevant for rural and indigenous communities. And if so, why aren't we seeing um, new cooperatives coming up? We certainly saw waves of cooperatives in the 40s and 50s. Um, and in, in the 80s and early 90s, but since then, we haven't really seen that many cooperatives popping up. So why is that? So the Cooperative Innovation Project over two years reached out to somewhere around 2,200 rural and indigenous communities across Western Canada, which is a sizable chunk. And it found through its, its analysis that, yes, the cooperative business model is still relevant for rural and indigenous communities, but knowledge and understanding of cooperatives and how to start cooperatives and how cooperatives could fit within different sectors had decreased considerably. I think some of the standout statistics were when asked if you knew what a cooperative was, 26% of rural respondents said no, and 41% of indigenous respondents said no. Those numbers increased even higher when you took away the common examples that people are, see every day whether it's credit unions, the cooperator's insurance, or the cooperative retailing system. So without really knowing how cooperatives could fit within an economic development framework, um, it was very unlikely that communities were going to adopt this as a solution. But what the project did find was that people do appreciate community-based solutions. People want answers that are community-led, uh, that facilitate local ownership and control, of economic development. People appreciate the idea of profits staying local and equitable governance in the organizations. So from that side of things, it was clear that there's a want to do more for cooperatives. How do we facilitate that? And 
the project's recommendation was that there needed to be a Western Canadian organization that could really raise awareness of co-ops and facilitate a new wave of co-op development. So in response to that, Federated Co-op became our funder and committed funds for the first five years of Cooperatives First. Very cool. So what does Cooperatives First hope to achieve through doing a podcast? How does it relate to what we do on a day-to-day basis? Well, we always look for new ways to reach out to people. A lot of people subscribe to our newsletter, and if doing so, you'll see all sorts of stuff that we're doing. Um, You'll see all sorts of different ideas related to co-ops and community development. We have a blog that's also featured in that newsletter that does that again. It shares ideas, it highlights success stories, it raises the the profile of the co-op sector, and highlights different ways of how to use the co-op model in response to uh, business and economic development. And we want to do something similar, I think, with this podcast. We really want to focus on the different ideas. As a staff, we talk a lot in our office, which is fantastic. We often share really great ideas. Um, I think as a staff, we're fairly entrepreneurial in our ability to identify issues or gaps in, uh, in society or within our organization. And then we're also quite able to fix that and fill that. So we thought that we see lots of issues and ideas and opportunities in society where co-ops could be a really good fit. We need to get that out there in some way. So having a space where we could openly discuss ideas with each other and with other people. Certainly some of the groups that we work with are some of our partners. They have a similar approach to, to, uh, to society and have very interesting ideas that we want to get out there. There's a lot of value in people hearing some of these ideas and these conversations. So hopefully this podcast is a great way to facilitate that. So Kyle, our our podcast is called The Common Share. Can you talk about what that means and why we've called it that? So for the the nerds that understand co-ops, like myself, um, you know that to become a member of a co-op, you need to purchase a common share. So that gives you full access to the co-op, full rights and responsibilities of being a member. Um, We thought it would be a really appropriate title for our podcast because one of the most common ways people share ideas is through talking. So our podcast is going to focus all on sharing ideas, having discussions, and the common share seems like a really good fit for that name. So can you describe what kind of discussions we're going to have on this podcast? Um, Why should people tune in to the common share? I suspect a lot of the folks that tune in are going to be big fans of co-ops, and we love those people a lot. But we're going to talk about a pretty wide range of issues. Some of the first ones I think we're going to talk about are going to deal with boards, uh, boards of directors of organizations. And even within that, there's a ton of issues you can unpack. Um, You could talk about recruitment and getting people involved. You can talk about burnout. Volunteer burnout is a huge issue. We can talk about um, rubber stamp boards, issues with boards like that, theoretical things, um, as well as diversity, which is, of course, a huge issue that folks are, uh, are now recognizing conflict on boards. All of these things make for great subjects. In the office, we've talked quite a bit about um, how co-ops might fit within Indigenous communities and why there are so few. That would be a fantastic topic, as well as um, why co-ops fail. Uh, We've talked quite a bit about that and what happens when a co-op fails. So you're going to definitely see a a theme focusing on co-ops and co-op businesses, but there'll be a pretty wide range of topics, especially when we start bringing in some of our friends in the co-op sector. So you plan to bring in some people we can uh, interview as well? 
Oh, definitely. We work with a wide range of people um, in economic and community development in the co-op sector who have fantastic experiences. Um, so I think that's probably a good place to end it, Kyle. Uh, thank you for tuning in to our first episode of The Common Share. And please look us up next time where we're going to talk about getting people involved in board leadership. <laughs>